You're listening to Culturally Speaking. This is Janice. And this is Neha. And we're here to talk about all things cultural. We're going to talk about all things love today. And just to give credit to where I found the information, uh, I looked at a website called traveltriangle.com and intrepidtravel.com. Valentine's Day, as we know, is all about St. Valentine. It said that Valentine was a priest who served during the 3rd century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II announced that single men made better soldiers than those with families and wives. He outlawed marriage for young soldiers. Valentine went against this injustice being done to young men and started performing secret marriages for young lovers. When the emperor found out about his actions, he ordered that the same be put to death. St. Valentine became so popular that couples all across the world started celebrating Valentine's Day as the day of love. I mean, that feels so removed from why we celebrate it now. Kind of like Christmas. Yeah, commercialization, red roses, and Hallmark movies. Chocolates. Yeah, exactly. Galentines, however, do do that. Gave you a nice little Galentine. I do. I show my appreciation all day, every day. <laughs> so, so, in my reading, I actually read about how other countries celebrated Valentine's Day. Oh, God. And it's crazy. So, I picked a few interesting ones. First, let's start with Spain. I think Spain is a very, like, expressive, emotive kind of culture. So, the Day of Love in Valencia actually falls on the 9th of October. And this is known as the Feast of Saint, can't pronounce this, but like Dionysus. Let's, let's go with that. Good the festival is celebrated in most parts of Spain by making macadora, which is a marzipan figurine. And then you eat the figurine? I don't know, actually. But apparently the figurines are made by men to gift to their female companions. And there will also be colourful parades on the streets of the villages of Spain. And it's all in the name of love. It's all about love. And I think it's quite nice that like people are making things with their hands to like give someone instead of just buying things off shelves. Yeah. So then let's move to the Philippines. This sounds a bit weird, but also potentially a super happy occasion. So every year on Valentine's Day, hundreds and sometimes thousands of couples come together to be married en masse. Yes, mass weddings. Mm. I've heard, I've seen So this. this is not like the cult, the Moody's. This is an actual Valentine's Day thing. So, And also often the celebrations are sponsored by the government as public service, allowing underprivileged couples the opportunity to tie the knot. Yes, mm. because they pay for a dress, mm. uh, the ceremony. Yeah. And I think it's so wonderful. Yeah. And it's kind of like you're celebrating a big day with so many other people celebrating their big day. It's like a lot of happiness. There's been a rise <coughs> in these mass weddings, mm. I feel, recently. So many stories mm. recently in the press and the media about these mass weddings. Yeah. Quite often philanthropists will, you know, put forward money to okay. support them. Generally, there's just more of doing things en masse with people. Okay, moving on from the Philippines, I'll let you pick South Korea or Southwest China. Korea? In South Korea, romantic couples celebrate the Day of Love on the 14th of every month. Oh, wow. I'm just going to talk about three because the list goes on and on. Oh, wait, so hang on, it's different every single month? Yeah. 
a different aspect of love. There are 12 so, aspects of love. I did not know this. The classic February one is when girls express their love. And when it comes to March, it's when boys express their love. Equality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then April, 14th of April, everyone, is called the Black Day, when single people eat black noodles to celebrate being single. All I can think of is squidding pasta, so... I do love squidding pasta. Yeah. Maybe 14th of this coming April, we should meet up and eat some blacking. Squidding, not even. Squidding pasta, 14th of April, today. <laughs> Moving back to southwest China, we're going to talk about all the different tribes, I guess, in, a, in another episode, but there's this tribe called Miao. Uh, it's, a, it's a region. And they have this thing called the Sisters Meal Festival, which is on the 15th of March. So during the festival, women wear silver accessories and beautiful dresses. And they cook various dishes of coloured rice that's offered on silk fabric to young men walking on roads. The destiny of them lies, the destiny of love, lies inside the object found in the chosen rice. The man that you think is going to walk on by... And yeah. try this right, and then what? Are he supposed to find yeah, some so, bit of silver in the? No. So if there are two chopsticks inside the chosen rice, it means love, and, and the it's... clove of garlic apparently means that the love is over before it has even begun. So it's very symbolic. I think you can put different things in the rice. And who puts it in the women? The, the women. So they're giving out the energy into the world that they want to get back. No, I think it's more them almost writing a love note because they choose the person to give to. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought no, you not pick and mix. <laughs> right. Okay. So you make up your dish, you put in your object, you give it to some poor, unsuspecting soul, mm-hmm. and this man. Well, then what does he do once he receives? So if you get two chopsticks, what does he do? Does he come back and like? I guess. I guess he then finds out that there's a woman out there who loves him and it's up to him what he does, probably. There's a very, very interesting story behind one of China's Valentine's Day. So again, there are multiple Valentine's Days. Valentine's Day is very specific to the saint. Mm. But I assume in Chinese language... It's called like Festival of Lovers. Okay. Like in, in Chinese. But so... It's just gone Chinese New Year. And actually, for people who've listened to our Chinese New Year episode, you will you might remember that it's actually 15 days. And on the 15th day, it's also considered Valentine's Day. So that's one of them. And one of the reasons of it, for this, apparently, is because back in the days when women were barely able or allowed to leave the house, that's the day where they go out and light lanterns. And that's when they can go go on dates and go find a partner. There are, so I guess for the Western Valentine's Day, meaning the normal 14th of Feb, you know, younger people would do the same thing, you know, flowers, etc. But we do do the whole thing of, if it's the 14th of March, it's called the White Valentine's, is when girls are allowed to, you know, express their love. There's a real onus on the women to ex, you know, express themselves, yeah. show their love. When I suppose, if you think in, and I'm obviously talking about you know, the conventional relationships as they were defined, it was always up to the man to make the first move. 
And we're, I mean, we're, I've also been very exclusionary that was only about straight relationships here, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I find it interesting that the onus is on women to make a move. Yeah, I mean, so back to the whole Chinese Valentine's Day situation. So I'm not actually going to talk about this 15th of the lunar January one today, but I want to tell you about the Double Seventh Festival or the Qixi Festival. So this falls on the 7th of the seventh month. And this actually originated from the romantic legend of two lovers, Zhinyu and Niulang. So this is this translates as the weaver girl and the cowherd. I know it sounds not very romantic, but the earliest known reference to this famous myth actually dates back to over 2,600 years when it was told in a poem from a book called The Classic of Poetry. So in ancient Chinese constellation, the cowherd is a star called Altair, and the weaver girl is a star called Vega, and the Milky Way lies between them. So there's a lot of constellation in ancient Chinese as well. Um, and it was not until about 1000 to 200 so BC, people started to tell the story as the Chinese Valentine's Day story. So we don't actually know if it's just some you know old wives tale that kind of got used as a romantic love story, or if that was actually the origin story. So in Chinese mythology, these two characters are both gods in heaven, as their name suggests. So the cowherd guy uh, is responsible for celestial herds. Apparently there is cattle in heaven. Um, of course. And the weaver girl is actually the daughter of the heavenly queen mother and the jade emperor. So again, in Chinese mythology, these people are like, I guess, Zeus. Um, right, yeah. Aphrodite. Yeah, so she is very good at weaving, and she is responsible for weaving beautiful and colourful clouds. The cowherd guy was attracted by the weaver girl, and the two fell in love. But this greatly offended the law of heaven, because they were two gods, and apparently they're not allowed. The jade emperor and the queen mother were very angry. So then the cowherd was exiled down to earth, and then their story in heaven comes to an end temporarily. He's no longer a god. Correct. We are, well, <laughs> I have, this story's great. I, cowherd, like a cowboy? I guess like a shepherd, but cows. It's a cow, isn't that a cowboy? But not like the... Not like a Texan. Texan kind. I think it's just... That's always found in other American states. However, <laughs> just... We're not, you know, we're not sort of talking stents and cowboy boots. No. Rangoons. No, I mean, should, uh, shepherd, let's go with shepherd. Moving on. Sorry. Sidebar. Okay. So what happened was that when, when he was exiled to Earth, you know, the whole concept of, I guess, reincarnation, he was he then became a cowherd who lost his parents at a young age and lived with his older brother and sister-in-law. His brother didn't care about him and treated him harshly. So then he left his brother and lived with an aged cow as his only companion. This is supposed to be like his loveless life, you know. Yeah, he's just super sad, basically, at this point. Okay, and he's made friends with a cow. Yes. On the other hand, the weaver girl was also punished by the heavenly queen mother and forced to weave colourful clouds all day long. She suffered from losing her beloved man and really missed him and cried every day. Now, one day, the other six daughters of the queen mother asked for her permission to go down to Earth to take a bath in the river with weaver girl. I don't know why this is a treat, but they had to ask permission. So the queen mother let them go. And when they were bathing, the cowherd so happened to be passing by the river and saw the weaver girl. He was super happy to see her, obviously, and stole her clothes. 
and said to her, if so you basically was skinny dipping <laughs> in the river, this is great. And she said, if you agree to marry me, I'll give you back your clothes. I mean, that's kind of blackmail. But she didn't know that it was him because obviously he would look different. Because he's fallen from heaven to yeah. earth. Yeah. He's taken on earth before I came. But apparently once he said that, he realised, oh my God, this was cowherd guy and agreed to marry him. So they got married and lived a happy life on earth and gave birth to two lovely children. It doesn't end there though, because... Okay, right, okay. Guess who found out about the marriage? Of course. Mommy dearest found out about the, the marriage and was furious and sent heaven troops to go catch this weaver girl and bring her back to heaven. On that day, Cowherd returned from the fields and told his wife, so you know that old cow who was my companion? He died. And he asked me to peel off his cowhide and said it can help me to fly to the sky when I put it on. <laughs> Sorry, I've got this image of leather angels. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hardcore. Now we're getting into cowboy territory, I feel. And actually, that old cow was a god in heaven. He spoke for the two, which annoyed the queen mother, who then turned him into an old cow and sent him to earth. So it was all planned. So the cowherd and the weaver girl both cried and because the cow died and peeled off his cowhide and buried him. The next day, the heaven troops did manage to catch the weaver girl and took her back to heaven. Guess what her husband did? He has little leather angel wings. Yep. Sorry. He put on... I'm going to call them leather angel wings now. <laughs> he put on the leather angel wings, took their two children and flew to the sky to save his wife. Seeing this, the Queen Mother removed her golden hairpin, I mean, fashion statement, Strong. and created a river, the Milky Way, between the cowherd and the weaver girl, um, separating the poor couple again. Like before. I mean, this woman has a heart of black tar. Like, I don't know what's wrong with her, but she is determined to not let this happen. But the cowherd, I mean, that's right, the cowherd, the cow... Yeah, but Her. he could fly. It doesn't mean he, he could just wasn't good enough. He wasn't worthy. Didn't meet. Everyone is worthy. Uh -huh. Well, not according to the Queen Mother. <laughs> so, unable to cross the Milky Way, all Cowherd Guy could do was cry with his children for his, for his wife and their mother from the opposite side. Their deep love moved a flock of magpies. Countless magpies then flew up and formed a colourful bridge across the Milky Way, allowing them to unite. The Queen Mother finally was also moved and allowed the cowherd and the children to stay in heaven and allowed the family to reunite via the magpie bridge once a year on the seventh day of the seventh month. So they lived for one day every year together. Yeah. Isn't it like that Pirates of the Caribbean film where he gets... The no, so, so Johnny Depp. It's, no, but it's not Johnny Depp. It's Kira Knightley and um, Orlando Bloom's character, and he gets one day on Earth with her every ten years or something. I do not remember that detail. She's like stranded on a desert island. I must have not seen all of them. Look it up. I'm sure this is exactly. <laughs> uh, this is exactly it. So anyway, they live for one day a year. Yeah, and so that became kind of a Valentine's Day for everybody. Because it celebrates their really deep love. But kind of depressing. I know, I know. A lot of these are quite sad, actually. 
And I don't know what, what's wrong with the Queen Mother, where she's just like, I'm going to separate you. The path of true love never did run smooth, is what I'm saying. So I'm just going to bring out all the cliches today. <laughs> love does that. Valentine's Day does that to people. So, yeah, so that's the story of Valentine's Day. And today, then, what do people do? Like, how do you celebrate on the seventh day of the seventh month? I think you just do the normal, like, presents and... So basically what you're saying is, in China, you get, like, a bajillion Valentine's Day. Yeah, so you would have heard of this. 11th of November, Western calendar, is Singles Day. Yes, I have heard of this. One of the multiple love-related days, and that's a completely commercially created day to boost sales. Kind of like Black Friday, but they call it Singles Day. And what do the singles do, for anyone who hasn't heard of it? Oh, it's just a, literally, it is Black Friday sales. Oh, but it doesn't mean, like, you go out and find a partner or no. a date or... No, it just means that there's a massive sale everywhere. That's brilliant. <laughs> In aid of people well, being single. Yeah, because you're single and you're sad, so you go buy things. <laughs> Retail therapy! Yes, I just, I find it... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even shocked, but, you know... Is that what we're at? Is that what we're saying about ourselves? We need an excuse to shop. Well, there's only supply when there's demand. So I'm saying. I mean, it's like those things where people marry themselves, right? They have wedding ceremony. Yes. And we file this in our wedding episode. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about. I mean, people that marry their pets. I've heard of the woman who married a bridge. Yeah, and an eight people that marry an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I would ever get to the point of marrying a building. Like, I think I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not claiming that these people are necessarily of sound mind when they make these choices, but, you know, people are performing these ceremonies. So, and as you say, supply and demand, there is a demand for these services. So, I mean, in the West on Valentine's Day, certainly there's a lot of hype, right? Mm. You cannot walk into a shop without okay. seeing some sort of record. Basically, once it's Christmas, it's Valentine's Day. Yes. And then it's hot cross buns. We are so, I guess, consumerist now as a society that we almost get reminded of what's coming around the corner by what we see on shelves. You know, so once it's Easter, once Easter's gone... I think, again, it depends, right? If we're talking about in the US, you'll the, the countdown will be on... No, no, so, comes first. no, I mean, I was talking about summer and, you know, you'll, they'll have 4th of July, they'll have Memorial Day, yeah. um, they just have President's Day. Yeah. But, like, here, you would then get Halloween stuff, mm-hmm. and literally the day after that is Christmas. Right? You start seeing Christmassy things, and I think at places like Selfridges, like, people start putting decorations up. Yes. So it's like our year is just dotted by by this and by that sometimes. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, so in there are a lot of um, I guess stereotypes of, you know, more people propose on Valentine's Day and things like that. Is that true there? Like, you'll hear of people that will get engaged on Valentine's Day? I actually don't hear that that much. Okay, so um, it's not a common day, because I feel... If we are to believe, or popular culture does, that, you know, there's a spike, do you want to see a spike around Christmas, around New Year's, around Valentine's Day? I think 
That's lazy. I think you should be picking a day that is super special to you two. Not because there's fanfare anyway. And actually, I think on days like Valentine's Day, it might be a bit more stressful because, you know, you're already thinking, why hasn't he given me flowers yet? Or the guy might be thinking, oh, God, like, when am I going to do this? But we're talking about flowers for So, last week, I walked into M&S, picking up lunch. You could not move for, like, to see these flowers were everywhere. But also, the roses cost like four times as much as they do any yeah. other time of the year. And trying to get a hotel or a restaurant booking and stuff, like, yeah. impossible. Which impossible. Is why, which is why the lovely lady who does my nails, we were chatting about this the other day, her partner does a very smart thing of doing all of that on the 15th. Yes, because it all magically drops in price. Yes. Although Janice's nails actually look fantastic on Valentine's Day. I wish you could see them. Very on point. We'll put a picture on Instagram for that. <laughs> so to round up today's episode, you can celebrate Valentine's Day basically whatever day you want to and get some leather angel wings. Always. Gotta fly across that Milky Way. You've been listening to Culturally Speaking with music by Kevin McLeod. Please rate and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're on. Get in touch with us on Instagram at Culturally Speaking Podcast or via email. You'll find all the details in our show notes. Tune in next week for more culture. Until then, stay cultured.